You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Wednesday, the Chiefs returned to the practice field to begin preparations for Sunday's matchup in the divisional round of the postseason against the Buffalo Bills. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and defensive lineman Chris Jones. We'll go in that order, starting with the Chiefs head coach, followed by the quarterback. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Chris Jones. Here's head coach Andy Reid. Let's go. Cam Jones will not practice today. Uh, Nadi won't practice uh, today. Everybody else will be out there. Sky will return uh, to practice. Um, Tony will be out there and... Um, Ross will be out there. So, um, look forward to the challenge of, of playing the Bills. We obviously know they're a good football team and uh, very well coached. Sean does a great job uh, with them, and Joe Brady's taken over uh, the offensive side. Uh, I believe our game was the first game that he, that he did it, and he's continued to do a nice job there with the offense. So, um, again, with that time, yours. Andy, a lot of your defensive success this year has been because of continuity, but obviously Edwards, Tranquil, and the many who have made a big difference. I wonder if you could just elaborate on that and how, how they helped. Yeah, they, uh, they both have played well for us um, and uh, continue to play well for us. So that, uh, But obviously with Bolton going down, uh, Drew stepped in and, and – and, uh, one of the leadership positions, you know, the transmitter from the front side to the back side, and did did a great job. And then Charles um, mixing him in there with that D line, I think, has been a nice addition. Uh, hat goes off to Brett for the job that he did bringing those guys in here. So his insight was spot on. Sorry, I meant to mention Edwards also. Just that, that yeah. I mean, in terms of also yeah, sure. Down and- yeah, no, he's a he's a heck of a football player. And really, that, that, that's what he is. You're going to look at him, and he's not going to, you're not going to say he's the fastest guy, the biggest guy, the you know, strongest guy, or any of that. He just knows how to play the game. He's got great instincts. Um, smart, smart kid. So, tough. First, we talked about Drew Tranquil. He didn't play when y'all played here earlier in the season. Having him back, especially maybe spying Josh Allen or keying on Allen, how big would that be for you? Yeah. Um, the more we have, the better, right? So, yeah, you know, he would. Uh, he could help us. Uh, I'm not saying that's what we're doing with him, but that he could help us, you know, uh, all the way through all the different looks. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Um, one of the big themes, you know, nationally is the Patrick's never played a road playoff game. Uh, a lot of people you know, just wanted to see it. It's a testament, yeah. obviously, to the success you guys have had, but also, is that something that he uses as motivation? Does he hear that? Is he aware of those kind of things? Is it a chip on his shoulder? Yeah, I, you know, I haven't talked to him about that, so, I mean... I'm, might be, might not. I'm, I'm, I know he's looking forward to playing, you know, and 
he, he gets fired up for every game, and um, that's a great that's a great venue up there. So you know you can't get fired up for that. Hard to get fired up, right? So, but he he's uh, he's always always ready and excited. But I don't know if he's heard all that. I mean, I don't think he listens to much of that stuff. Sorry, following up on that, you know, Patrick threw so well despite those conditions last weekend. He, his body language was so positive during the whole game. You've worked with a lot of quarterbacks. What is it about Patrick's preparation, approach, mindset in the postseason that helps him play some of his best football? Yeah, I tell you all the way around, his preparation um, is phenomenal. His attitude is phenomenal. His compete is phenomenal. So you, you love all of that, and we're lucky to have him here. Uh, that's uh, uh, for the city and uh, for the organization here. So he's a heck of a football player. He's such a well-rounded, uh, good person um, that he's great in the locker room. Very hard for a guy like that to have the respect of the, the team and the organization and kind of fall, be able to fall into both areas and be comfortable with, with both areas without getting labeled whatever, uh, you know, a schmooze, right? <laughs> so, but he, uh, he, he handles both so well. And that's a, that's a great characteristic for, to have for him. Yeah. Andy, obviously, Patrick's not the fastest quarterback in the world, but what, what makes him so effective as a springboard? Yeah. I've been around two guys like that, uh, him and Brett Favre. They, neither one time great on the clock, uh, but they people have a hard time getting them, getting to them, catching them, and all that. Bit. So uh, he's, I guess he's got field speed. I'm not sure there is a, such a thing, but he can he he runs well on the field. Kadarius uh, Tony, was he at all close to playing uh, last week? And uh, what's your optimism? Yeah, we'll see. We'll just see. I'm uh, with Ross, and I'm just taking it day by day. See, see what they can do, and uh, we'll go from there. But um, I'm hoping, you know, that they're they're feeling better. That's the main thing. After the game, talked about how he's got a better understanding of the rules, like when to change the route. Um, how much have you seen him grow in that capacity? And how much has it made you involved yeah. more and more? Yeah, every week, he's gotten a little bit better. And uh, he, he, uh, he's got a great relationship with, um, with Pat, uh, and they talk through things. Um, uh, MVS has been phenomenal for him, just uh, sharing his knowledge and experience. Um, so it's, um, you know, he's, he's all ears. He, he wants to be great, and he's willing to work at it, and he's willing to listen, which a lot of guys – just turn turn the vet, veterans off, but he wants to absorb all of that and take it in. Generally speaking, how uncommon is that for a rookie and what you teach in, in the offense this week? Yeah, somebody hit me with that early in the uh, earlier in the season. Might have been you. Um, just on uh, you know Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy and the guys that have been rookies that have been productive. So I've got a lot of rookies, and if you can narrow it down, Reggie I believe was the other one. So um, if you can narrow it down to four guys. Uh, it's, that's not. That's a tough thing to do, I'd say. Yeah. Coach, kind of follow up on what Sam was talking about yep. with the running. <clears throat> Patrick's, you know, the arm talent we hear about, but it's not all just basketball, right? He has great touch and knows yep. when to take it off, when to maybe kind of float it up there. But is that all? Is there like a spatial awareness gene? Like he 
understands yeah. all the things. Is that something that, and is that something you saw in him from the tape and from college, or is that something yeah. that you have to really get in the building and work with him to? Yeah. And does that contribute to his running ability as well? Yeah. Sorry, I'll tell you, he's got a good feel, and um, so he, he throws a fairly easy ball to catch, um, which means that he has awareness of depth for sure, and uh, everything's not a fastball. Um, uh, but he, yeah, I mean, he's got that, he's got a feel for that, I'd tell you. So he, great touch on things. Coach, uh, on, on Josh Allen, you've been facing him for years now, too, a lot of times, you know, a couple times a year sometimes. How have you seen him kind of develop and kind of take it to that next level with his competitiveness and how he's played against you all? Yeah, great competitor. Um, real good football player. Again, he's got a knack for making plays and when they need plays. And uh, not that he does it the other times, but he, when uh, when they need one, he's willing to step up there. So, um, and I think he's a good kid and handles things the right way from what I've been told, so. Is there a trick to, like when he runs, uh, you know, you can get penalties when you're sliding, it kind of almost looks like he's gonna slide and go, how difficult is that to figure out when you can take a shot at him? Yeah, I mean, uh, the quarterbacks have that down pretty good, uh, all of them. So um, you just have to be smart on the on the defense side. You just have to be smart with it. Yeah. Coach, this is the third time you played this Bills team in, in the playoffs yeah. for a short amount of years. How difficult is it, you know, preparing for a team that you, you know you play them in the playoffs and play them in regular season yeah. that you know each other so close? Yeah, we have. We played them quite a few times. They're they're uh, they're well coached. Um, good football team. So, like you play in the AFC West, you you kind of get to know guys. They just haven't had the change up there, so it's been the same same thing. And and uh, um, you know, with little different different wrinkles, but the same people. So they've they've had consistency with it, and which means you've got to play you've got to play good football on our side, and they've got to do the same. You got to be disciplined with what you do. And the guys, you know, the guys have had reps at it. Yeah. Last two, you, you oh, go back in the archives a lot and, and look and see, oh, this may work. Yeah, I mean, listen, we look at everything. You, that's what you do. But, um, you know, they, they're, they're doing the same thing. Right. So, yeah. Last two, Adam. With regard to the red zone issue, so is it as easy as saying, well, you had the drop pass, you had the penalty that cost you the touchdown, you had the bad snap on the third down, or, or are there – the broader issues here. Yeah, that. there's some things we can do. I, you know, that we can give them that are better. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's both. It's probably more complicated than just the one thing. So I, we've all got a little piece of that. But the thing is, you, you know, you, you obviously you want to score touchdowns, and love Bucker, and he's doing a phenomenal job. But um, you know, as you go here, you you want to make sure you get in the end zone, score touchdowns. Last one by Andy. Guys like Sean McDermott and Beach and Porter kind of all got their entree into the league through becoming your assistant to head coach. What do you, what do you look for in that job, and, and how hard is that job? Yeah, the, um, you're you're doing a lot of the busy work um, as the administrative assistant. Uh, on the other side of it, you really get to see almost everything the head coach sees, um, um, and. And not that you're making the decisions, but you, you, you at least have your eyes open to that. 
And if you go right into being a position coach, you normally don't see all the behind the scenes things. So um, it's a it's a good way to good way to start. Yeah. You learn anything in particular about Sean that you can remember from from how he did the job? Yeah, smart, tough, and uh, works hard. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Okay. Good. It kind of just is what it is. Um, obviously, I've been lucky enough to play a lot of games at home at Arrowhead Stadium. It kind of just everything's fell that way. Um, but now we get the great opportunity to go on the road, play in a hostile environment, one that I haven't been able to play with, sta- with fans in the stands. Um, and even though I know it's going to be hostile and it's gonna, there, there are going to be people talking trash and everything like that, I'm excited for it because, I mean, it's one of the best environments in football, and you want to do that when you grow up watching these games is play in the best environments and see what it's like. Patrick, you guys have been a pretty good road team since you've been here. Is there something you can put your finger on why you've been so efficient? Um, I think it's just Coach Reed, he preaches communication, and you have to have nonverbal communication whenever you're playing on the road. And uh, we try to do a good job of that, um, of just being able to be on the same page, being able to execute at a high level, and then not letting anything too, be too positive or too negative, just kind of staying even kill and going about your business the right way. I think that's, a, that's important on the road because it seems like one bad play is even magnified more and a big play is magnified more. And so just staying with the process. Um, it's something that Coach Reed preaches, and uh, we do a great job of it. You probably grew up in an era where Brady and Manning were the kind of big quarterback mm-hmm. battle. Do you have any sense that that's maybe what you and Josh Allen are becoming now? Yeah, I mean, we've played in a lot of big games. Um, but, I mean, I think the great thing about the NFL now is there's a lot of quarterbacks that are that are really good. And not to say they weren't uh, back in the day, but it seems like every year a lot of these guys are in the playoffs playing in these big games on Sunday night, Monday night, whatever that is. Um, and so uh, I'm excited for the challenge. I mean, I, I grew up watching those games and remember how much memories I have from that. And so hopefully we can play in these great games as well and give memories to the kids that come up behind us. Patrick, similarly to the first row game, you guys are statistically an underdog on Sunday. I know that's probably not something you think about, but what do you think about going into a game as the technical underdog? Yeah, I mean, I go into every game with the same mindset, and that's to go out there and win. I mean, we understand that's going to be a great challenge. We understand it's going to be a – a hostile environment, and we're playing a great football team that's that's won like, seven games in a row or whatever it is. And so um, we we know it's going to be a great challenge for us, but our mindset is that we're going to prepare ourselves throughout this week to go out there and win a football game, and that never changes. Patrick, you guys have leaned into Isaiah a lot, a lot of touches since he got back from that two-game absence. Just how important has he become to everything that you guys are doing offensively? Yeah, he's a great football player. I think leaning into him, leaning into our offensive line and, and what they do best, um, is extremely important to our team. And then, I mean, how the defense is playing, giving them a rest and letting us kind of control the ball. I mean, it's just stuff that you have to do in order to win football games in this league. It's not always going to be high-flying, um, but uh, we're going to do whatever we can to win the football game at the end of the day. And uh, if that's running the ball, throwing the ball, whatever that is. You and Josh seem like you have a good relationship off the field, too. And obviously, we've seen the, the golf matches and everything. And does that, how does that play into this week? I mean, that relationship and your feelings you know, for him is just a friend. Yeah, no, um, I know. I think everybody, you, you, you have friends, but whenever you, almost like when you compete against your friends, you almost want to win even more because of it. Um, so uh, I, I'm, Josh is a great dude. Uh, I respect uh, the way he plays football and just the, the guy that he is. Um, but it's like when, when two guys that are ultra competitive, that our friends off the field go up against each other, uh, we obviously both want to win because we'll, we know we see each other in the offseason and you want to have a, just a little bit of those bragging rights. Patrick, on that, uh, you have a chance to end his season three out of the last four years, and I heard you say earlier you kind of accept the villain role now. You're in that role again. So 
just on that ending the Bills season three out of four years? Yeah, I mean it's. I mean the Bills are a great challenge. I think everybody understands that. Uh, uh, they've gotten my number a lot of times. We've been lucky enough to get them in in the playoffs, but um, they beat us earlier this year. So we understand that we're not to play our best football to win the game, especially at their place. Um, but uh, it's not about ending someone's season for us. It's about uh, just advancing, trying to find a way to survive in advance and get to the next round. And um, whatever that takes this weekend, we're going to try to do um, and try to go out there and win a football game. As you went back and, and studied Miami, um, as far as your controllables go, what was going on in the red zone? How, how can you guys be better there? Yeah, I think it's just execution. I mean, I always always say it, um, but uh, in the red zone, everything gets so much more detailed, and you have to execute at a higher level. And Obviously, we were close, but we didn't get in there. And so when we're playing a game like this, we've got to find a way to, to turn those field goals into touchdowns um, in order to win. Uh, but at the same time, you have to rely on your defense to, to get stops, which they've been doing, and, so, and know the flow of the game. And so that's uh, something that we obviously have emphasized these last few weeks. Um, but I'm, I'm glad with how we're moving the football, but let's find a way to punch them in the end zone at the end of drives. Um, you guys had some issues earlier in the year with communication, getting plays in, you know, getting ready to go. Looks like it's been cleaned up for sure in the last few weeks. What, what did you put your finger on on how – be able to kind of get that done. Yeah, I think it's just I think the I mean I think the coaches took it as a challenge. I think the players took it as a challenge to make sure that we're getting in and out of the huddle the right way, um, getting getting aligned the right way, so we can go out there and be ourselves and play fast. And um, I think that just goes with everybody. I mean, everybody kind of came together. We talked about it. Got, got our, all of us on the same page. Um, and these last few weeks, we've done a great job of getting in and out of the huddle and getting the plays uh, directed in the right way. Over the years, the Bills have really liked playing late season games. January games in Buffalo. I'm talking back generations. They felt like it gave them an advantage because of the weather. After what you guys went through, is there any weather that's going to intimidate you? Yeah, I mean, cold's cold. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I haven't played in Buffalo in, in January, but I know it's a it's a great environment. Um, but uh, it's not negative 30 this week, at least. I'm sure it'll be like negative 3 or 4, and it's going to be windy and cold, and, and I, we know it's a great challenge, but uh, I don't know if it beats the cold that we played in this last week. Yeah, I think it's just just trying to compete and trying to win, trying to win the game. Um, some of those moments where you might slide, you kind of just go for it because you know that uh, it's kind of you get your win or go home um, at the end of the day, and so. Uh, I think you see Josh doing that same stuff as well. As when he gets to the playoffs, sometimes you got to risk it in order to, to try to win the game uh, with your teammates, and you just got to know when that right time is to slide, and when the right time is to, to try to go get those extra yards. And uh, that's something that I've worked on my entire career. Do you, is there one that really stands out to you in the postseason, whether it's the Titans one or a different one? Yeah, definitely the Titans one. Just, that, that's one of my favorite plays of all time because it, it went from like a really good play to almost a terrible play because I almost fumbled, and then back to a great play again. And I was very tired, so I couldn't even celebrate. So that, that was definitely my favorite one. That one or the Super Bowl, obviously, with the big run in the Super Bowl to get us in field goal range. Those two were probably my favorite two runs in the playoffs. Patrick, uh, when you play a team twice, there's kind of a theory that you know, maybe the team that loses might have it. If you're fairly evenly matched, which you guys are, but maybe the team that loses has a little bit of an advantage because the team that wins is obligated to do what worked the last time. Otherwise, you know, maybe they're going to get criticism. Why don't you run the ball again? You know, is it, you notice that there's an advantage one way or the other being the team that won the first one or lost the, the first one? I, I mean, I haven't. I mean, it's it's we've played her twice, but we've played her it seems like a hundred times over the last like five years. So it's it's a little bit of doing the same stuff and doing different stuff, and you you want to do what you're best at, but don't but you want to trick the defense a little bit. It's kind of and same for them both sides. And so um, at the end of the day, you change it up a little bit. You go out there, try to do your best stuff, uh, and 
they know you, you know them, and uh, see who wins that day. Uh, I mean, we all saw the thing with your, your helmet broke. Whatever happened to the helmet, do you keep it? Did someone come take it? Did so they're, they're, that piece? Yeah, they're, they're testing it right now, um, but I, I'm, I'm adamant on getting the helmet after. So uh, we, yeah. I, it's, uh, it's definitely something that's cool. I'll be able to keep for a long time. Um, but, I mean, like, like they said, I mean, it did its job. I was perfectly fine after it. Obviously, they don't want it to crack, and we don't, but it did absorb the hit. Um, but uh, definitely something that I'll keep, and I'll try to get this helmet to, to fit a little bit better, and I'm, we're finding a place to store the, the extra helmet for the next game. Yeah, I think he just has a better understanding of the entire offense. Um, he still is going to continue to get better and better and learn more and more. But he, I mean, he's he's willing to learn. I mean, he's always behind those veteran guys and asking questions, um, getting in the extra work. Um, and uh, he's a great football player, and he has all the physical ability. And I think he has the mental attitude to go go out there and get better and better um, every single week. And um, obviously, we need him to be great right now. Uh, but I think he'll continue to get even better after the season and uh, into into his rest of his career because that's the type of attitude that he has. Thanks, Patrick. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. no secrets I don't think so we're very familiar with the Bills and how then dynamic their quarterback is uh, such a competitor in the team um, they've built a playoff team over the last few years they're playing exceptional from since we played them last year um, the game has improved throughout the throughout this the rest of the season and into the playoffs I think they're hitting their peaks and making strides with their team and where they're at right now. So, tough team. What's the toughest part about Josh Allen competing with him? Um, he's a warrior. I mean, you look at the plays he made last time we was playing him. He was going out of bounds, and up throwing a, a 40-yarder, running out of bounds, off his back leg. I mean, he's tough to bring down. A couple times we had him wrapped up. He still got rid of the ball. Um, you know, just uh, his competitiveness um, within his game. I mean, you know, he can make any throw. He has a big arm. And then he also has talent around him. Uh, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, um, Cook, who has became a vital part in the offense later on here. Um, I think they have been playing really, really well together. Chris, uh, 
He can run the ball, um, but he also can catch the ball. They've been using him as a significant piece um, since the new offensive coordinator been involved. Um, he's been catching a lot of bombs lately, um, so he's fast enough. Um, he's a scat back, but he also can get downhill and get him four to five yards of carry if he may need to. Chris, what, what has Charles Amenahue done specifically to help bolster your line and, and the defense overall? What kind of presence has he had? I think he's brought uh, a lot of versatility to this defensive line. Been able to rush the passer. We can take him inside, outside. He can play the three tech. He can play the defensive end if we may need him. And he also can play the rover. So I, I think it brings another level of versatility to this D-line. I'm feeling a depth, obviously, over the course of a long season. Has that been a big part of what he does, too? I think it's huge. I mean... Um, we have a guy go down. We can play Charles at three tech if may need be a whole game, which he's showed he, he can do not only this year but in his previous years. And we also can move him at defensive end. So gives us the versatility. Like when it's a passing down, we can land Charles all, all over the place and get after the quarterback. First, Chris, first road playoff game for this franchise in you know, about five years now. Just I know the mentality is the same. The weather's not going to be effective. But just how exciting is it to get on the road? It's not really exciting, but it's like, <laughs> about what you make it. I don't know if anybody want to go on the road and play. We like zero de degree temperature right here. Uh, like to freeze ourselves to death. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's another opportunity, uh, another opportunity to play. Uh, we're definitely grateful for that. A lot of teams are at home, and we're still one of the teams that have opportunity to play to play this play this game and play deep in the playoffs. So when you look at it from that standpoint, um, we're blessed. Hey, Chris, there's a report out of Miami that you saw Justin in the Miami locker room. Can you just explain what happened with that? Listen, man, uh, I seen that. I started to come in on Twitter about it. Um, there was no disrespect. I know a lot of Miami players. And um, <clears throat> Raekwon Davis, we're from the same place. Justin Houston, we played together. Melvin Ingram, we played together. The game was over. I, I waited um, until I was dressed. I showered. It takes me like 45 minutes to get out of the locker room. No disrespect to the Miami organization. I figured everyone was gone, and Justin Houston was still there, and Toma was going there, and I wanted to say my truce. No disrespect to the organization of the Dolphins or anything like that. I can understand how players took it disrespectful, but most of the players wasn't there, and the guys that was there are the guys I knew, Raekwon, uh, Melvin Ingram, Justin Houston. Anybody else? Chris, what did you learn? I mean, it's going to be cold in Buffalo. I don't think it's going to be as cold as it was here. <clears throat> what did you learn about getting through that game? Did you learn any new stuff about some equipment, some gear, anything like that to deal with cold weather? I think it's more so of a mental thing. Uh, you got to be mentally tough. We understand it's going to be cold. We can't fight the cold. Um, we're fighting individuals. Um, so, her Buffalo will be 20 degrees, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> uh, it'll be a little, a little warmer than it was here in KC, but... Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It's another opportunity to play. You guys haven't played up there with fans since you've been in the league. You guys did play a game up there with no fans in the stands, right? In no. We, we we played up there three years ago. We had fans. Uh, yeah. What did, just, what did you know, remember about their fan base and kind of like the rabidness of them? It was fun. It was fun. Um, you know, it's going to be a different type of level of energy in the building. Uh, I think, you know, with Buffalo... So, um, in the playoffs and 
this is an important game, wild card game, right? So I think it would be a different type of energy from the fan fan base, especially for them and the Chiefs coming in. Last time we met in the playoffs, we beat them. So I know it's a lot of revenge tour going on there. A lot of tables going to be lit on fire, smashed on the tables. Should be electric. Chris, what do you just think about the difference in the path this year requiring you to go on the road? You guys are technically an underdog in this game. I mean, what, what do you think about just a different path? Great. Great. It's fun. Good. Uh, look at it as an opportunity. Uh, another opportunity to um, show what we worked. Should be fun. Go ahead, Neil. Chris, you, you've referenced how exciting this playing the playoffs. Do you have friends who've never been able to, good players, who've never been able to play in the postseason? And do you, do you guys take it for granted, maybe, how neat it is to play? Well, I think uh, you can look at it two ways, like the perception of it. You got great guys who haven't played in the playoffs. And, you know, when you come to an organization that's built off of going to the playoffs, it's kind of expected, right? So you go in with the off season with the mentality of what can I do to change to get deeper in the playoff and instead of going to let's make the playoff. It's a different type of perception put on it, especially with this organization. Coach Reed and all the great coaches we have in here, I think it's not a doubt in our mind that, you know, we play for the extension of the playoff. Last one, Pete. Uh, Chris, uh, just especially considering you missed that first game, how pleased are you to be named uh, first-team All-Pro for the second straight year? Um, I, I get a credit to my coaches, man. Joe Cullen, Terry Braden, um, the, the commitment those guys forces out of me. My uh, The players in the room um, push me beyond measures. I, I think a leader can't be a leader without great teammates. You know, it takes a takes an army to be great. And those guys push the best out of me each and every day to get the best out of me. And, you know, I don't think it's uh, I can accomplish something like that, of that measure, without having great teammates and guys who push the best out of me day in and day out. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.